Quality Living Made Simple Podcast, Episode 12. Welcome to Quality Living Made Simple. We all want to have a quality life, but we run into difficult situations all the time. This is the podcast to help you understand what it really means to have a quality life and then to create and maintain that life by implementing simple tips, tools, and ideas. You can find out more information at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. I hope that you enjoy the show and share this with your social circles. Alright, welcome to the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I thank you again for joining us for this episode. Today we're going to be talking about procrastination. This is something that is a struggle for me, and so I've been doing some reading and research, and so I'd like to share some of the things I've come across here lately. And so before I do that, though, kind of uh, introduction to it, back in episode 9... I got to have a discussion with Kent Sanders about using Evernote and being able to implement that into your life and be able to use it to simplify things in your life, to be able to organize things. And that is something that I definitely need help with. And so I'm going to be looking at trying to do some of the different things with that. And so if you have not listened to that, you can go back to that episode. You can go simpleliving.us forward slash 009. You can be able to listen to that episode about being able to use Evernote. And then also, I'd like to mention that yesterday, this is being recorded on Tuesday, May the 7th. On Monday, May the 6th, I put a post up on the blog entitled, Even Superman Needs to Take Off His Cape. And so this is an announcement to my blog readers that I'm taking a little break here for a couple weeks to be able to step back and be able to get some things organized and sorted out and get myself refocused. And so, because I tend to be like Superman and try to do everything, but it does not work for me, and I'm assuming that it probably doesn't work for you as well. And so, kind of letting people know what I am doing. And so, I'm still going to be continuing the podcast. And so that's not going to change over the next couple of weeks, but I'm not going to be posting on my blog, or at least not as much. I may put one or two posts up here in the next couple of weeks, but not to the frequency that I have been. And so I just wanted to share that. And one of the reasons for that is because of my struggles with time management. In fact, I just got done speaking with a business coach, Chris Licurdo. And so he spent about an hour with me and trying to help me being able to get my business up and running. And one of the big struggles that I need to focus on is with time management, being able to schedule things better and be able to stick to that schedule and be focused during that time that I need to get some work done. And so those are some things that I'm having to work on. And so this all just kind of goes together in that. But Today, again, we're going to be talking about procrastination. This is one problem that I have is I tend to put things off that I can be getting done now. And so I'm sure that you do the same thing as well. Many, many people fall into the category of uh, procrastinators, whether it's intentional or not, but we tend to put things off until we have to take care of it. And so one of the things I wanted to share today especially was 
some things that I got out of a book that I'm in the middle of reading. I have not completed it yet, but the book is called Procrastination, Why You Do It, and What to Do About It Now. And so I'm just going to share some of the things here from the first part of the book. The first part of the book is about understanding procrastination and why we do it, some of the things behind why we like to procrastinate or why we just do it, even instinctively. And then the second part of the book is about overcoming procrastination. And so I have not gotten to that part yet, which I need to get to. And so I'm coming up on that here very shortly. And so I'll share some of the things from that when I get the opportunity. I'm actually going to go ahead and in the show notes, there'll be a link to Amazon to where you can be able to get that book. They mention about the cycle of procrastination. And so this is a cycle that we go through. And as I read this in the book, I could clearly identify with the things that they were bringing out in that because I've done that myself many, many, many times. And so the cycle of procrastination, there's seven steps that they mention here. The first one is I'll start early this time. And so you start with uh, you have a new project, you have uh, maybe a report in school, you have a new assignment at work or something that needs to get done to the house and you get in your mind, I'm going to start early, I'm going to get it done right away. And so you have this you have this intention of starting right and being able to continue that, be able to get it done in an early fashion. But then, number two, you start to tell yourself, I've got to start soon. And so you come up with the initial idea, you say that you're going to get started, but a little bit of time goes by, you still haven't done that, so you remind yourself that you need to get started because it's still kind of fresh on your mind or you see something that reminds you of it, and so you're like, oh yeah, I need to get to that. And then you come to the place where a little more time clicks off and you, then you start to wonder, well, what happens if I don't start? And then you start to worry and you start to fret over the things that can go wrong if you don't get the project accomplished that you're working on. And then you come to the place that you realize you start, you get past that initial worrying there, and then you come to the place and you tell yourself that there's still time. So you still have a little bit of time to be able to get it done. You can be able to crank it out. You can be able to just put a little bit of extra focus into it, a little extra time, and you can be able to get that done. And then you get to the place where you start to blame yourself and you start to think bad about yourself and you say that there's something wrong with me. And so you start to wonder if there's something wrong, why you can't get going on this project. Why can't you start it? Why can't you get into it like you were intending to do it? And so you start to look at yourself that way. And you finally come to the place here. Maybe it's just uh, a week before it's due or a couple days before it's due. And then you have that final choice to make of whether to do it or not to do it. And so you're faced with that choice. Well, is it even worth doing now? And then you finally get to the place to where you're done with the project. You finally turn it in. Maybe you turn it in late. Maybe you turn it on time. But you know that it hasn't been the best work that you've done before. And then you tell yourself, well, I'll never procrastinate again. And so that brings us back to the beginning of the cycle, to the next project that we're faced with. And we tell ourselves that we're going to start early. And so we have this problem of this cycle that seems to continue in our life. And so what I want to do and what I'm hoping to accomplish as a result of reading this book and then some other practices that be working on here, some suggestions given by Chris Licurdo during our counseling session. And so I'm going to try to get rid of this procrastination, try to break the cycle and to be able to get on top of the things that need to get done. And so in the book, they also mention three or four 
five reasons for procrastination. I should have been able to count that a little bit better, but five reasons for procrastination. The first reason, which is probably the biggest one for me at least, is the fear of failure. I'll get into this here a little bit more, but the first one is a fear of failure. Number two is a fear of success. Number three is a fear of losing the battle. Number four is a fear of separation. And then the fifth one is a fear of intimacy. So these are five reasons for procrastination. They're could possibly be more, but these seem to encompass all the different reasons that people tend to procrastinate. And I can definitely see myself in several of them, but definitely in the first one, and that is the fear of failure. And so this kind of has a target of people that are perfectionists. And so growing up, I never thought of myself as a perfectionist, but nor uh, the saying goes that if you're a perfectionist, you don't know about it. And so that's generally the case and so that is usually because the people that are perfectionists aren't reaching the level that they feel that they should be reaching and so they don't think that they're doing as well as they are and that's where I tend to find myself I set unrealistic goals and standards for myself and then I tend to fall short of those and so that causes me then to fall behind that falls under this category here of fear of failure and so they share several great uh, points and information about being able to identify some of these different things. But they mention some different beliefs that perfectionists have. And uh, one of the things is that mediocrity brings contempt. And so we tend to have the idea that if we're mediocre, if we don't get a, uh, above average, then we start to have contempt for those around us. We start to have contempt for ourselves, even in, in that kind of situation, and we start to think bad about ourselves. And so many times we tend to go alone as well. We try to do things ourselves because we, we think we should be able to do it, and so we don't tend to ask for help. We don't tend to ask for people to assist us. We don't ask questions. We just kind of stick to ourselves and try to stick it out because we should be able to at least in our minds we should be and then we also think that there's only one right way to do things and we have to find what that one way is and if we're not doing it that one way that we're not doing it right and there might be some cases where this is true but many times there are more than one way to be able to do something and we need to be able to clear that out of our minds so that we can be able to do the things that we need to do and that we also tend to have an all or nothing kind of attitude. And I definitely identify with this. If I can't do it 100% perfect, then why should I even try? And so I find myself in this kind of category all the time. I don't want to come up short of having something done just right. And so I need to work on that in my own life. Because what happens when you have these kind of attitudes, when you have these things in your life, you tend to you tend to procrastinate, you tend to put it off because you, you know that you can't put everything into it right now. And so you put it off and you say, oh, well, I'll have more time at such and such. I'll be able to put more focus into it at this point in time. And that time comes and then you realize, well, I can't put the focus into it that I want to. So you push it off even more. And so it's just a cycle that continues. And so this fear of failure tends to actually be counterproductive and it causes you to fail more and so you tend to put things off and you don't have that level of success that you're desiring to have because of the fear of failure 
And so then the second reason is the opposite of that, not the fear of failure, but the fear of success. And so some people are afraid of becoming successful because of what it would mean for them. And so they have the idea that being successful will demand too much from them. And so they try to stay away from that. And so because there's that competition that that kind of takes place is if you're trying to do the best you can, you're going to be competing against other people that are really high caliber. And so there's that competition that's there. There's also some people that have a commitment phobia. They're afraid of being able to commit to something long term. Yeah, they can do a really good job here in the short term, but what is that going to look like five years, ten years down the road? And so they, they have that commitment phobia. And then they also have a fear of becoming a workaholic. It hasn't happened yet in their life, but they're afraid, well, if I put this extra time in now and I, I, I get this job done well, and I get it done on time, I get it done early, and I put this level of excellence out there, that's going to define who I am, and I'm going to continue that for for up to ten years. I remember seeing a movie with Adam Sandler called Click. And in the movie, he's an architect and he's he's uh working, he's focusing on the work that he has and and he's so focused on that, he's ignoring his family, he's ignoring the different things around him. And any time that there's a conflict in his life between the responsibilities that he has that he chooses to do the work that is assigned to him instead of taking care of his family or going on the vacation with his family or whatever it is, a project that needs to get done at home. And so he puts the focus in those areas and he becomes a workaholic. And through the movie, kind of fast forwards through his life and turns out that he's such a workaholic that... Uh, his personal life is devastated and uh, he basically ends up alone in his life because he became a workaholic. And so he, he ends up learning his lesson and he gets to go back and kind of redo things. And so he's able to put things back into a proper perspective in his life where he focuses on work, but he also makes sure to keep the other things in balance. But anyway, what we we tend to look at things in the same way as we kind of look at a project and we say, well, if I start down this road I'm going to be stuck as a workaholic well that's not necessarily the case and so you could still do an excellent job you can still do a good job you can get that success but that doesn't mean that you have to be stuck in the position of being a workaholic and so there's some people that also think that success can be dangerous and so they had the philosophy that if one person succeeds that means that someone else has to fail if that if there's someone that wins that there's someone that loses and so they have that philosophy in their mind but that's not necessarily the case and so i remember hearing a story one time i can't remember where i heard it or the source and i'm probably gonna mess it up a little bit here as i'm telling it but i think it may have been dave ramsey that i heard it from and i think he was quoting from rabbi daniel labin but i'm not positive but anyway so if i gave improper credit to that i apologize but anyway the story goes that there's a a man just a a guy that likes to do some work he's coming into town he doesn't really have anything at all and he comes across a woman that has a chair out on her yard to be picked up for the trash and he comes by and he he says hey i'd like to buy that from you and so she's already having in her mind that she's going to get rid of it and so he buys it for a dollar from her he takes that chair, he fixes it up, uh, does a little bit of work to it, and he's able to sell it then for $3. And so he makes a profit. 
And so then he takes that and he's able to go then and buy something else from somebody else, fix it up, and sell it again. And basically the moral of the story is is that with wealth, there's not anyone that was taken advantage of, but everyone was able to get a benefit as a result of it, and they were able to even financially be able to get a benefit of that. So just because someone experiences success doesn't mean that there is a loser on the other side. There can be success on both sides. There can be a win-win situation. Anyway, and so there's uh, some people also that believe that they can't achieve that level of success that other people have accomplished before. They feel, they feel that success is off limits to them, that they're never going to be able to reach that. And we kind of talked about that before when we talked about purpose, when we talked about the different things that God has in store for us. And so that's not the case. And so God doesn't uh, limit what we're able to do. And so we place those limits on ourselves many times. And so so we have the fear of failure, we have the fear of success, but then we also have fear of losing the battle. And so and this is the battle for control. And so some people give up control a lot easier than others. Some people like to maintain that control in your in their life. And so uh, there's a, a lot of things that can go into this. And so, I mean, people have the idea that rules are made to be broken. And so they... They just go against the flow. They go against the rules just so they can feel like they have control of something. And so if there's if there's a sign that says not to walk somewhere because there's wet cement, there's something that's kind of drawn in some people to where they just have to go over. They have to make that footprint in the wet cement. They have to touch the wet paint. They have to do something like that just because there's that barrier that's there and it's keeping them from being able to have that control that they're desiring. And so people have that that struggle and so there's this battle and sometimes that causes us to procrastinate as a result because instead of getting the work done that we want to, we try to buck the system, we try to buck the rules, we try to say, well, I'm going to do it my own way and we put things off as a result of that, and so we procrastinate. And so there's a lot more that the book goes into in that, but I'm going to move on. Uh, the fourth thing that they mention is the fear of separation. And so they, they feel that they're going to be separated, that they're going to be by themselves if they do that kind of thing. And so, so there's a lot of people, they don't want to be in that first position because there's a fear of that if you're in that position that you're going to be by yourself you're not going to have other friends and people around you that are going to be able to uh, that you're going to be able to associate with like that so there's a lot of people that they'll work hard but they're only going to work hard enough to become number two they don't want to be that number one person they don't want to have that place where they're out in front and so I can identify with this one a little bit. And so there were uh, several times when I have found myself in a place of being second in command of something. And so I was, uh, I worked on bus routes and I wasn't, for a long time, I wasn't the bus captain, but I was basically the captain's right-hand man. I was basically second in command, if you will. And so, I mean, it's just a church bus route, but sometimes you get these power things in your head that all of a sudden now you're in control of something. But anyway... And so uh, I stayed in that position as second in uh, command for a while. And part of the reason was because I was afraid to step out and take that 
step there, I guess kind of a fear of success, but to be that leader, to be that person in the number one position, because there is a fear of separation in that. And so sometimes that fear of separation can keep people from doing the things that they need to and they procrastinate as a result. And then also the last one that's mentioned in the book here is the fear of intimacy. And so they're afraid that they're going to that they're going to be able to lose some things in their relationships as a result of that. They have the idea that if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And so, in other words, if you try to give someone a little bit, you try to give a little bit extra that they're going to take that and they're just going to take you for everything you got. And so that's not always the case. Uh, Sometimes they have the idea of what's mine is yours and so what's left is for me. So they have this idea. I mean, we've, we've heard that saying, what's mine is yours. So, but but then they get that idea, well, if I try to give what I have, I mean, what's going to be left over for me? I'm just going to get like little scraps left over because I'm giving you all this great stuff. I'm giving you all the best that I have, but then I'm just going to have be left with nothing. And so they, they, they have that fear. So we got to be careful about all these different things, the fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of losing the battle with that control, the fear of separation, and the fear of intimacy and, and, and fear of giving too much with that. And so these things cause us to procrastinate. And so, now again, I haven't finished the book as far as being able to get some practical things to be able to overcome procrastination. But uh, I hope to be able to share some of that here as I go through that, as I learn some of this myself. But I know in just being able to have a better understanding of why I procrastinate, and even you can understand why you procrastinate, that can help you be able to take a step to be able to do the things that you need to, to be able to overcome that. And so I'm thinking of a Bible verse. It's in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10, I believe it is. And it says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. So that's an encouragement for us to, and even a command, that whatever it is that we have to do, that we just need to, do it and it mentions here it gives the imperative that we're supposed to do it now because it says that there's going to come a time that we're not going to be able to do stuff because one day we're going to die we're going to run out of time so we just need to do the work that we need to do and we need to do it now don't put it off and so we need to learn to get over our procrastination be able to break this cycle of procrastination and when we say that I'm going to start early this time, I'm going to stick to a schedule this time, I'm going to get this done on time, then we actually do it. And so, again, coming back to my situation, I'm working on trying to build my business, my web design business, and so I have some work that I need to do to be able to get that done. And so there are several projects that I've been working on, several clients' websites, and some different things have come up, and a lot of it may be my own distraction, I distract myself, and so that's another problem that I have. That's part of my procrastination is I get distracted with uh, little things here and there from time to time, and usually it's my own self distracting myself, and so I allow my uh, thoughts to wander or whatever. And so I need to learn to break that, and so I'm working on trying to focus more and being able to be intentional about the time that I spend as I work on those uh, work on those websites to be able to build my business, and as I do that, I should be able to then increase what I'm able to do, and then hopefully that will be able to become my my full time endeavor, be able to be my full time income. 
And so I'm hoping to be able to work toward that. And so I need to get over this procrastination because if I get stuck in this procrastination, if I get stuck in this place to where I'm not living by a schedule the way that I should be, I'm going to get behind on the work that I need to do. I'm going to put it off and then it's never going to work for me. And so we all need to be able to come to that realization that we need to break this cycle of procrastination, be able to get away from that so we can become more productive in our life. And so if I'm able to do this with my business, I can actually make more money in almost half the time than I make in my job. And I could be able to end up uh, supplying for my family financially the way that I ought to. And then I can still have a lot more time left over to be able to spend with my family instead of working all that time to be able to provide the same level. And so it'll be able to increase the quality of life that I'm able to have and I'm able to build, uh, build the relationships that I have with my family and friends and be able to do the those things that I really enjoy. And so I hope that this was a help and a benefit to you. And so again, some of the other resources that I mentioned in the in the show is uh, the previous episode with Kent Sanders talking about Evernote was in episode 9, so simpleliving.us forward slash 009, and that could be a benefit to you if you haven't listened to that yet. You can find the show notes for this episode by going to simpleliving.us forward slash 012, and so for episode 12. And so you can be able to see the information there. There's going to be some notes about the different things that we mentioned in the show. And so you can be able to see the the cycle of procrastination, also a little bit about the different reasons for procrastination and be able to get some of the information there. If you have anything that you would like to add, if you have any comments, if you have any questions, you can be able to do that at the show notes. You can scroll down to the bottom into the comment section and be able to leave a comment or question there. You can also, at the top of the page, you can click on feedback. You can send me an email there, or you can also leave a voicemail by using your microphone on your computer or even on your phone. So you can be able to leave a uh, feedback for me that way. And so I'd love to be able to hear from you. Then also, if you have not already, go ahead and subscribe. You can subscribe to the uh, blog there, and you can be able to get all the updates for the blog posts, um, which, of course, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break for a little bit, but I, you can be able to get the blog post uh, updates there, and then as well as all the new shows. So the link to the, all the show notes there. And then also, you can go to iTunes. You can go to simpleliving.us forward slash iTunes. You can be able to uh, access the iTunes uh, there for the show. And if you would, I would appreciate any kind of review uh, that you can give there. Be able to give a star, five-star review on that. And so I would definitely appreciate that. It'll help make the show a little bit more visible and be able to increase the effect that I'm able to have on reaching other people as well. And so I would definitely appreciate that. Also, you can do the same thing on Stitcher. You can go simpleliving.us forward slash Stitcher. And so, again, I do again thank you for listening to the episode. Hope that you have a great day.